listening to the Simple Pen Podcast, Pinterest for business advice that goes down smooth and easy. Here's your host, Kate All. Hey everyone, today I am welcoming back one of our previous guests, Jillian Tober Leslie, and I've actually never had a repeat guest, so Jillian is the lucky recipient of a double-time guest on the Simple Pin Podcast. Thanks for having me. You bet. I'm so excited because we've been talking about so many things in the background, and you and I had, um, you had come onto the podcast for episode 13, and we talked about the Milo Tree app that came out of your work on your fabulous website, Catch My Party. And if you have not listened to that yet, you should go back and listen to it because we talk a lot about follower growth and follower growth is really important for those who are looking to work with brands and really getting more people to have getting more eyes on your content. So we won't talk much about that today, but go back and listen to episode 13. Today, we're going to be talking about creating the best Pinterest boards. And Jillian and I were just talking about how this doesn't seem to be something that people are really giving much thought to. However, when you look at Pinterest as being a search and discovery platform, it's something that you really do need to be paying attention to. So I wanted Jillian to come back to talk about what her strategy has been with Catch My Party and how we can really um, teach y'all how to do the same thing with being very niche strategic boards. So Jillian, thank you so much for coming back to talk about this. Thanks again. Thank you for having me. So again, Pinterest is huge for us. It's a really important traffic driver. Um, we'd be nowhere without it. If you look at our at our account, Catch My Party, uh, you'll see that we have something like 250 boards, which is a lot of boards. I think yeah. the limit is like 500 boards. Oh, I, I wondered. Somebody asked me about that the other day. I think okay. that's. I think I looked it up. So. But I will say when we started on Pinterest, we just had a few boards and we've grown organically since. Um, our site, Catch My Party, is all about party ideas. So we have really broad party ideas and we have really narrow niche ideas. But all of our boards relate to party ideas. And that's the, the piece of information I wanted to impart, which is when you're thinking about creating boards, really think about what... What do you want to be known for? What's so, so we like actually today I was just talking to my assistant and we were talking about one of our Halloween boards. And right now, probably because we were sloppy, we named it Halloween, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it has nothing and, and we, it has nothing in the title that really tells you what it's about. Mm-hmm. So we made sure to say Halloween party ideas because we want to be known for party ideas. And so that's really how we start to think about our boards, which is we think in terms of very general category. We want to, we want to kind of cut our, like kind of cut our content lots of different ways, Mm -hmm. but it's always about our content. How do we show off our content? Now we do pin from other people and we do pin from outside, but we really need Pinterest to drive traffic to our site at the end of the day. Right. And one of the things I think, so we're going to take and dissect that just a little bit, because if um, I'm a new person starting out on Pinterest and I hear 250 boards, I'm like, what? That's a lot. And 
you had said, though, it all kind of developed organically over time. It wasn't like you set out to create 250 boards right off the bat. It was very strategic. And one of the things that I hear from a lot of people is um, that they've heard somewhere else that they should have these certain types of boards and they should go on every account. For example, like they need to have a quotes board and a fashion board and a beauty board and a weddings board and all these things. But yet they talk about um, marketing and they're like, I don't know how that fits, but somebody told me I need to have that. And what you and I have discovered is that you don't need to have that. What you do need to have is targeted. Like you said, with your Halloween board, you want to have something that's party ideas. You want to continue to rank for that. And that's what I want people to hear today is that Pinterest is search and discovery. So you're looking for the people who are searching and looking for ideas to do right now or products to buy right now or things to do later. And so what are the titles that you're using that can help you be in front of those people? So let's talk a little bit about your theories, your um, how you begin to create a board. So you and your assistant are sitting down, you're talking about a, a board need. What does that look like? Sorry, we're talking about a board. Like you need to create a new board. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay, so our content is kids, birthday party ideas, baby showers, bridal showers, holiday parties. So you better believe that we will have a board for baby showers and we'll have a board for girl birthday parties and boy birthday parties. Like this is how we started, right, with our boards. Uh, holiday and then holiday parties. So we had, so we thought, well, holidays, well, kind of having a holiday board party doesn't quite make sense. What kind of holidays? So then we thought, well, we need to break it up. We need a Christmas board and we need a Valentine's Day board and we need an Easter board, those kinds of things. We started again somewhat broad within our party mm-hmm. ideas realm. Mm-hmm. And then this is what I was talking about in terms of how our boards grew organically. Well, it turns out that we're looking at our content. People upload photos to our site. And we notice that a lot of people have boy baby shower parties and girl mm-hmm. baby shower parties. So we created two boards. So we have mm-hmm. our baby shower board, which is like a catch-all board. But then we also go, we, we kind of, uh, we drill down. So we've mm-hmm. got girl baby showers and we also have boy baby showers. And then we noticed that first birthdays were a big deal and not just regular, you know, so we have a first birthday board, but then we also created a boy first birthday party uh, board Mm -hmm. and a girl first birthday party ideas board. Like we always try to put party ideas in there, uh, both so that Pinterest sees us as the expert for party ideas, but also it's our own branding. We want you to be thinking party ideas, I need party ideas. Oh, catch my party. Mm-hmm. So funny question. So on your board, there's probably not going to be things about like cats and horses no. unless it has to do with like a party, right? Like exactly. an animal party. Exactly. In fact, I have this conversation with my assistant a lot where she'll say, you know, we should do a board like a quotes board, let's say. And I mm-hmm. go, mm, I'm not sure. I love quotes and I'm scroll, you know, I'm looking on Pinterest at quotes and I'm scrolling through my Instagram and reading inspirational quotes and they make me feel warm and fuzzy inside. But in terms of what our value proposition is for our users, I don't think when they think catch my party, they think quotes. 
Right. And also, quotes don't really drive traffic back to our site because we don't have a place on our site for quotes. Mm-hmm. So we try to be very intentional in terms of what we, what our, so the way that I would think about it is for, for somebody starting out, let's say you're a jewelry designer and you want to sell your beautiful handcrafted, hand stamped necklaces and bracelets. What I would be doing is I'd be thinking in terms of, okay, what are people searching for? So they might be searching for bracelets and necklaces. And so you better believe I would have a necklace board and a bra- maybe hand-stamped necklaces and hand-stamped bracelets. But then what I would be trying to do is think about what are, pe- you know, what are people searching for on Pinterest? Well, they like fashion. Could my jewelry fit in with fashion? Chances are it could. Mm-hmm. Could it fit in with, um, you know, and, and always, uh, one thing we always think about is seasonality. So for spring, let's say fall fashion, does my necklace fit with like a styled fall fashion board? Probably. So I would make that board. And then I okay. think about, could it fit as a gifts, you know, as, as how would people interact with my jewelry? Well, chances are, you know, people might give it as a gift. So I would have a gifts board. Um, and I might have like, maybe it would be a great, uh, bridal shower, like, uh, or like a wedding favor or a bridal shower favor. So I would then have that, but does it really work with like recipes? Mm. Not really. Right. So I wouldn't be making recipe boards, but I would be thinking about how would people come to wanting my jewelry? Mm-hmm. How can I serve it up in a way that's useful? Yes. And that is the key question. And whenever somebody comes up to a place where they say, do I need this board? They need to ask that. Will this be helpful to my end user? Will this serve them in the way of what they're looking for? Are they looking for a casserole or are they looking for hand stamped jewelry? Well, right. Exactly. You know. Exactly. And that when... It's funny because I always say this, the internet's a really big place. So there's a lot of room for people to get really niche. Mm-hmm. And in, yes. in fact, when I talk to people about Instagram, you know, I always say, go, go smaller. Don't go bigger. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, you know, if you do cupcakes, I want to see cupcakes from you. I don't want to see, I always joke, like, I don't want to see your kids at the pool. Yeah, you might have great kids, but like, it's not, you know, so it's that idea of, and I I believe the exact same thing is, is works on Pinterest, which Mm -hmm. is, I want to be, I want to help people in what I know about. Mm -hmm. And what I know about is party. So, so we will go deep, like we will do, we will have a Minecraft board because Minecraft Mm -hmm. parties are really popular. And mm-hmm. it's, and Pokemon Go parties are really yeah. popular. Yeah, they but, are. But here's something, though, that I, I won't do. Until I see something percolating up, like on our site, like people adding Pokemon parties, mm-hmm. that's when I will create a board. Got it. So you won't try to jump ahead before there's a need. I, I yeah, I really, I'll wait till the first Pokemon Go party shows up. And then I will, and this is again, this idea of growing organically. Mm-hmm. Yes. Taking each, each step as it comes instead of going before. So this brings up a really good question is what tools do you use 
um, besides looking at obviously the trends in your site, but what tools beyond that do you use to name a board? Ah, okay. So the first thing I do is I'm always looking at our analytics and seeing again, if I can see a trend percolating up. And that's analytics, Google or no, actually Pinterest. Okay. Cause you can kind of get a sense of where, like what content is rising. Mm -hmm. And then I will like jump on that to create a board. But then what I will do is I will, I, I love that Pinterest has like this incredible search and gives you the keywords that you should be using. Yes. I love that too. So it's so funny because it's like right there. They're like mm -hmm. totally, again, like giving you what you need. And so I will, when I'm creating a board, I will type in that term into the search box and I'll see what's showing up. And then I will try to populate my uh, description with those keywords. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And those boxes that are there too. So let's say if you put in first birthday party for boys, when you hit enter, you get everything with that search term, but you also get the guided search boxes. And those are even more terms that you can use that people are searching for. If you want to continue to drill down, like you said, which is super helpful. And I feel like a lot of people don't pay attention to those. But yeah. I love looking at them. Like I love Pinterest for this because it's like all the information is right there. Mm -hmm. And it also then gives me ideas for new boards. Yeah. So I'm looking for trends in our analytics, like what pins are kind of, you know, floating to the top. Uh, and it, it definitely, you'll see this seasonality. Like right now, Halloween stuff is percolating up. Mm -hmm. uh, but then I will use Pinterest to say, like, if I'll, I'll put in like Halloween treats and I'll be like, huh, what kind of Halloween treats are people searching for? And then it also might inspire me to create content around what people are searching for. Yeah, we have a good example of that just with one of our clients who she discovered that her people really don't want to do made from scratch recipes. They want 15 minutes out of a box, like super easy. And some of them want 15 minutes made from scratch. So what she did was she started, she created a 15 minute meals board. Yes. And then she started creating content that were 15 minute meals. And she's very specific. It's not 20 minute. It's not 30 minute. It's 15 minute meals. And it's been very profitable for her to target in on that. Yes. And it goes back to my thing about the internet's really big. So mm -hmm. you can find that niche. The people who don't want the 20 minute meals, who don't want the 10 minute meals, the people yeah. who want the 15 minute meals. Yeah. And there are a lot of them. There are. Yeah. Every single one of us, I feel like wants a 15 minute meal. Totally. So making it easy. So one question that you brought up with the Halloween board or, or one question came up for me with that Halloween board is people ask about seasonal boards and what they do with them in the off season. Mm -hmm. Should they keep them? Should they move them to secret? Should they reuse them every year? I have a theory, but I'm curious what yours is. Uh, so what we do, in fact, this morning, I just moved all of our Halloween boards up. 
mm-hmm. to toward, I think maybe in the second or third row of, because then I will push them even higher as Halloween gets closer. Mm-hmm. So we do not get rid of boards at all. In fact, all we do is push them down to the bottom. Okay. And then one thing I will do is if I am, let's say, repinning and, you know, randomly, sometimes it'll be the middle of the summer. And like a cool Christmas recipe will show up in my feed. It's July, always. Yeah. I feel like that's when it pops up. Totally. I will repin it into one of my holiday boards just to give them a little bit of juice. Mm -hmm. However, I don't make it a habit of, you know, making sure I'm populating my Easter board in the middle of December or anything like that. And so far for us, it's been a, a fine strategy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have done the same. Um, I have not ever moved any seasonal boards to secret or not continued to use them and made a new one. We've just continued to use the one repeatedly over and over. And I feel like um, what is great is that you've had existing content that performs well, and it's already being shown in search. And so you tend to get that resurgence of traffic again on that board from the previous year when you had something doing really well, which is, I don't know why the search algorithm on Pinterest works this way, but that's why I think it's helpful to keep using the same board year after year, but move them up to the top, like you suggested. I, I definitely agree. And the one thing that I will do is I will go look, I don't know about you, but like we have a lot of content on our site and mm-hmm. I will, it's kind of fun because I will go into our Halloween boards like about now and I'll start looking at what has done really well. Like, you know, we have a couple pins that have 10,000 repins, those kinds of things. And I will repin them. Yes. Like I will try to kind of, again, add that little bit of juice Mm-hmm. to those pins to restart them. And then I will also use those uh, to inspire what I'm going to create for the holiday season. Like the great thing about Pinterest is you get all this information just by looking at your pins, like what's resonating with people. It really is a free editorial calendar yeah. that if you are wondering what you should create, just go look at what worked last year or last you know, season and there you go. Create a spinoff. It's not really, it's not that hard. It's super easy. I love it. Yeah. And and it's it's kind of fun to revisit your old content, like to go, yeah, I remember doing that because <laughs> it's really hard to remember everything and to go back into your blog and search for stuff. So mm-hmm. I like doing that. And then I like, as I said, repinning the stuff that's done well or Let's say there's something that didn't do well, but I feel like it should. I might go back to that blog post then and pin something else from that blog post. Ah, okay. That's a good idea too. Like I know that this, if a pin doesn't resonate, I tend not to try to like, I don't know, re-energize it. I'm always like go with momentum. So, Mm -hmm. so rather than try to resurrect, try to make something, you know, go viral that just doesn't for whatever reason work. Mm -hmm. Um, but also that it gives me like the reason why, I don't know. I was just looking, I think we have like 12, no, we have maybe seven Halloween boards and it'd be like, wow. But again, they grew out organically. So first Mm -hmm. we started with like Halloween, 
which I then changed today to Halloween party ideas. But then it was like, I think we did Halloween dessert tables because we saw a lot of dessert tables showing up on our site. And then it was like Halloween costumes because that's natural. Like people go to parties and they wear costumes. Um, and then it was print Halloween printables because we offer a bunch of Halloween printables. So we have our catch-all board. And this is also really good because we try, if we pin something, we try to pin it into multiple boards. Yeah, that's a great strategy and important because then you get more views off of one pin. Right. So therefore, we're looking to have multiple multiple options because, again, we can't pin our Halloween stuff into, um, you know, into back to school or, in, or, you know, into some other board that just doesn't make sense. So we try to give ourselves. So, so one thing I would recommend then is having catch-all boards where, for example, we have baby showers. Anything related to baby showers, I can pin into that board. Uh, which mm-hmm. gives me an like a a place to put something, but then I want to get I want to get more and more granular. Mm. But I know that if I'm going to pin something into girl baby showers, I'm also going to pin it into regular baby showers. Right. Okay. So this brings me. I have two other questions for you. These are kind of these two that I get a lot. One being when you create a board. Do you create it as a secret board or do you do it as public and do you add a certain amount of pins or do you just slowly fill it up over time? Okay. That's a good question. I almost never use secret boards to like, to like, and you can tell me if, if you think this is not a good strategy, what I will do. So it used to be back in the day when all your followers found your content yes. and saw your content, you had to be careful. Pre-smart feed. Right. Pre-smart feed where anything I pinned, if you followed me, you would see it. But today, right. Pinterest is smarter. And so mm-hmm. what I will typically do is I'll create a board and I will pin 10 pins immediately into that board. So it doesn't look like a, an orphaned board. Yes. yes. And then what I will do is I will schedule about 20 pins, somewhere between another 10 to 20 pins, so that when that board, and I'll schedule them like maybe once a day, a pin will go into that board. Uh, and then I will, so that way I know a new board within a, a you know a week or two will have 20 to 30 pins. Mm-hmm. And okay. that feels that feels kind of right to me. Yes. I think that's fine. That's what we do too. The only time we use secret boards is if we are updating someone's boards, you know, maybe they have a lot of those really wide boards that are no longer serving their niche. Mm-hmm. We'll move those to secret instead of deleting. Cause when you delete, you lose followers. Oh, but I when you move yep. to secret, you don't lose followers. So yep. it's just kind of a strategic way to avoid that number from going down. Yeah. And and I will say, because we've done this organic growth, I have deleted boards very infrequently. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. But there, like I am tempted, you know, like I love, I have this weird fascination with designer shoes. I don't buy them, but I love to look at them on Pinterest. Okay. And I am dying to make a board that's like designer shoes. And I have to stop myself because it Mm -hmm. just doesn't fit. Well, and that's what we would tell people to make a secret board yep. and you just yep. pin away, yep. you know, and yep. no one will see it. 
Exactly. Exactly. So we are very, um, we are very careful to make sure that all of our boards fit within, uh, fit within the use case of what our, what our visitors are looking for. Okay. So that brings me to this last question that I have. So you have catch my party mm-hmm. and you have Milo tree yes. and you're building both of them. Yes. So do you, a lot of people come to me and they say, I have two different websites, two different niches. What should I do? I don't want to start a new page because it sounds like too much work because I have this one really awesome big page. Can I piggyback on that big page even when they're two different niches? So you being the position that you are, I feel like you can give us a really good answer as to how you've done this. So what I do, so I do have a Milo tree page. I I feel like they are two separate because I'm always putting myself into the head of the person searching, right? You're a mom and your daughter loves my little pony. You don't care about growing (laughs) your blog. Like it's just so, it's like, so not, not in what you're thinking about. Right. And I always think about the moms that I am trying to help who are a little frazzled, who want to, you know, do something like sweet and nice for their kids, but who don't have a lot of time. So I don't want to like give them stuff that they don't need. Mm -hmm. However, what I will do is I do have a board on Catch My Party that is, I think it's like uh, how to grow your, uh, like how to grow social media. Mm -hmm. So if you're interested in that, you will find it. And that's where I will cross promote. Okay. So then I will do a blog post on, Milo tree and I will pin it on to catch my party in like one, I think I'm in a group board that's for like bloggers, like blogger Mm -hmm. tips. So I'll pin it into that group board, which is just a, a, again, I'm not, we don't do a lot of group boards. We do them with few, you know, just people that I know. Mm -hmm. So I'll pin it into that because these are bloggers. These are female bloggers. Um, and I think that our tips could be useful and I'll pin it into, I think I've made two boards out of the 250 boards we have that are related to business. Okay. But that's it. Okay. So it makes sense then for you to have, and I would agree with you. I, if I had a food blog, I would definitely not house everything on simple pin media because it's. It's totally different. I do have food boards on Simpleton Media, right. but it wouldn't be my my focus. Um, but I do like that. Even if it's going to take more work to create a new page, the advantage is that that page is now targeted towards the people who want to see that type of content. Absolutely. That, that is exactly how I think about it. So will it be... You know, it's, it's like, I'll, I don't know. I, I don't even know how many followers we have on Pinterest on Milo tree. Um, but you know, it, it may, it humbles you. Mm, yeah. It really yeah. does. When you start yeah. new, it does because, you know, we have like 600,000 followers on catch my party on Pinterest. And then to have like a oh, 200 on Milo tree is somewhat mm. painful. And the truth is I have not been cross promoting as much as I might want to, but it's like for Milo tree, it's a better for me to touch the people who have signed up for our pop-up. I can do that better with email. Yes. Whereas Mm -hmm. for moms who want to throw my little pony party, I can touch them better on Pinterest. Mm. Yeah. That I could take us on a whole nother episode 
yeah. <laughs> about email versus social media. My brain won't go there right now. But, yeah. So, um, so it's like, it's like really understanding again, it's, I, I'm like a broken record, but I really believe it's about trying to be of service to your customers, your visitors, those people and, and getting, trying to get into their heads. Yes. I think that's great advice. And, um, what I think as anybody out there who's beginning to either start from scratch or you feel like you have a hot mess on your hands, just start small, small that applies to both of those and start with five or 10 boards. Yep. Revamp those five or 10 boards. If your boards are a hot mess, start with those five or 10 boards and be targeted with those. And this is of course, after you've looked at your analytics, see what people are interested in and then start building out from there. It does not have to be an all at once thing. And we know with Pinterest, we know with the traffic that it really is a long-term game. It's not something that you're going to get instant. Pinterest isn't the platform for instant gratification as far as page views. It just doesn't happen. You're not, unless you get a viral pin and you're lucky like that, but you're really building for the long-term and you're building your boards because you want to be this curated resource for your audience to be able to go anywhere and even interact personally with someone and say, Hey, you can go visit my Pinterest boards. They're all about parties. They're all about this information and, and you can find it all there. And it's everything that I love. And that speaks volumes to how well you've served your audience because you know what they're looking for and how to be that encyclopedia, if you will, on Pinterest for them. Absolutely. So I love, I love that. And that's my encouragement and my charge to anybody out there who is starting to build that, just focus in, get smart and get strategic on it. So, and and one last thing I would say is, is think about different doors. And what I mean by that is, again, if we go back to the jewelry designer, it's like, is there like how many different ways would people interact with your product? And then can you create boards around those things? So again, think seasonality, you know, Christmas gifts, uh, graduation gifts. So like, oh, there, I can make a Christmas gift board. I can make a graduation gift board. Um, I could do like, how about like a kind of feminine board or like, you know, some, some sort of fashion-y boho board. You know, it's like, so there are so, what you find is that that there are lots of ways in to your content, but to keep it all related to your content. Yes. Wise advice for sure. You're always, it's always great to have you on Jillian. I love what you've done with Milo tree and what you've done with catch my party. And what I appreciate most about the way that you and your husband run your business is that you're always looking to serve the end user. And that comes through really well in you know, your Pinterest boards and the emails that you send out through Milo tree. I always read those and know that y'all are doing the best you can to serve your audience. And I have appreciated that. So thank you. Thanks so much for taking the time to come on and chat. And if people want to interact with Jillian, just make sure you go to catch my party or Milo tree. Yeah. I'm at Jillian at catchmyparty.com or Jillian at Milo tree.com. They both come to me. And if you do want to, grow your followers on Pinterest, definitely check out the Milo Tree pop-up.
For sure. And go listen to episode 13 because that will explain everything about Milo Tree and how you can add it. Super easy. And it's a really great app to have. Cool. Thank you. All right. It's time for an action item because I love action items. So this week, if you're a new Pinterest user, look for five boards that you can create that serve your audience and have a very specific title. If you're an existing Pinterest user, look at the boards you have already and consider changing the name to serve your audience more or creating a spinoff board that gets even more specific, like what Jillian talked about with her Halloween boards. If you want information, show notes to ask questions, go to simplepinmedia.com slash 21, and we will have all the information you need and some tools for creating the right Pinterest boards. As always, thanks so much for listening.